right, guys, so we are finally back. Mind If I Crash podcast back in full effect. And today, your very own, your West Side legend. If you are out from the West, you definitely know who my guest is today, the one and only Tone. What's going on, bro? How are you? What up, what up, what up, man? How you been? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for being on the show. Dude, we've been talking about this from the rip of this podcast, so it's finally here. It's been a minute. Fact. So, when you got in, you just got back from California. Where at, in particular, were you? I was on L.A. on the boulevard, close to to the the Dolby Theater, you know, around that area and shit. I mean, fuck, if you're going to go to California, you might as well hit the... The City of Angels, huh? Yeah, Boulevard straight on the strip. So you told me uh, something that fucking had me laughing immediately, and that is the misfortune that came with you riding one of them fucking scooters. Please, please tell all my listeners what what happened in your own words. All right, so usually when we got down there, we we didn't want to Uber because it was so fast-paced, and, you know, Ubers were expensive. It was L.A., so... Oh, yeah. And we were usually going somewhere, you know, that was either walking distance or, you know, riding distance because they have wheels and shit down there. Rentable scooters. Yeah. So, usually I'd have, you know, my my wife, my fiancé, Darian, you know, ahead of me. Right. So I could see her in case she fell or, you know, anything wrong would happen. <laughs> This one particular moment, I was actually doing probably like 20 miles an hour, and I had passed her, and by the time she yelled my name, I had turned around, and I was two inches away from a Prius. From a fucking Prius. Imagine death by Toyota Prius. I was so sick with it. I was, I just squeezed the brake, and the tires got the squealing. And <laughs> was, the, was the person in the Prius like, he, my he, bad? Nah, he just kept going. Yeah, you said those fuckers are ruthless yeah, out there. No. There's no, there's no, no holds bar. No hold bars. I don't get that shit, bro. So, whatever. But what's crazy to me is that you said you're actually supposed to ride it on the street. I thought you could just ride them, cruise them on the sidewalk. Nah, you have to have helmets and shit too, supposedly. So the helmet just come connected with the scooter. Nah, you have the time you, in it. You got to bring your own helmet. That shit's crazy, yeah. bro. That don't even make no fucking sense. Yeah. Outside of that, because I thought that shit was funny. Um, what are else some like some cool things you said? I know you said you went to a few dispensaries out there. Some shit was pretty tight. Um, I know from just looking at your story, you saw some dope ass wall art. Anything yeah. in particular that really stuck out to you that made that trip worth it? Um, probably the hills. I actually rode the uh, the scooters up in the hills. You know, where like all like the you know like the big name right. like Hell influencers yeah. and like Damn. YouTubers and shit. You know. Like is, the cloud house and shit. I was right down at the bottom of that. Is that Calabasas? Is that what that's considered? Do you know? I'm not 100%. I don't either. I know that's where fucking like the Kardashians and shit, I think they live. But the cloud house, fucking Nelk boys live out there. Yeah. All that shit. Insane. Um, I mean, I, I would 100% do it. Now, with the mask mandate, is Cali still all strict on shit or were they, were they chill? Uh, uncertain shit, like, not, not in particular, like, if you were, you know, like, walking within the crowd, majority of people had their masks up, no one, you know, there was no one, like, saying, hey, pull your mask, you know, they weren't being psychos about it, because there's a lot of fucking people in California, I mean, that shit is a busy, busy busy-ass state, yeah, we actually, we actually almost ran into, like, a little, uh, 
trafficking situation too like really human, like human trafficking type situation well hold like. on hold on what you got to give me some info because you didn't tell me about this what the fuck happened yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of freaky i didn't notice it like the first night right but the second like when we were like the next day when we were walking down the strip and it was broad daylight i i like peeped it and like I, i've seen it for what it was yeah and like i like i kind of like like I like let the like let them know like I was gonna punch you in your motherfucking face. Right, right. <laughs> so like the first day I guess, um, you know, we uh as soon as we got there we went to the dispensary, you know, we smoked a little and we basically chilled at the hotel because we got there around like at eight at eight at night, so Yeah, there ain't you know, really much a whole lot to do. I guess when we went to the gas station there was a particular short Asian type lady that was following us from the hotel to the gas station and then from the gas station we got, we obviously walked around a little you know to look right. around you know it's your first day in Cali hell yeah. yeah so I guess she followed us that entire time and I didn't notice at all but Darian noticed right so she peeped game yeah she said something but you know I just I thought you know you know, you're just you know you're tripping right blew it mm-hmm. off over the shoulder yeah, that Cali weed got you feeling paranoid. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We go to sleep next day. We're on the, you know, the strip and we're walking past all the, you know, the stars and shit. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. There, the Asian lady was back again, but she was Same wearing, exact chick? Same exact chick. Was wearing a red, like, a red, like, shirt. Like, she worked for, like, security or something. Right, right. Had an earpiece in and everything and was saying hello to people as they walked past. Welcome to LA type situation. After we walked past, Darian by then, like, said, like, hey, that was, you know, that was the chick from last night. Right. She began to follow us after this. What the fuck, dude? Two, three, four blocks go down. She, we cross the street. She crosses the street. Finally, I, like, I like turn around. We make eye contact, and I start trying to walk in the other direction. But I get, like, two, three feet away from her, and I couldn't resist the urge to say, like, if right. I'm going to punch you in your face, bitch, if you what? keep, you keep <laughs> this is getting sketchy. Like, I can't. I got to protect her, you know? Fact, fact. All costs. So, like, after that, like, we didn't have no more situations like that, so. Bro, that's, a, especially when, like, when you're in a situation like that where someone you love unconditionally it's not like she's being preyed upon, but in some sense, she was getting gauged. That's they were gauging, I mean. yeah, you, both like, the both of you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I would. I mean, I I would like, handle. I was, I was honestly like scared for her to leave the hotel like right. by herself because that's your first day. That could fuck up the whole trip. Exactly. Oh my god! I honestly thank and God that she peeped it though. Yeah. The night before. Yeah, because I I definitely thought she was tripping. Hundred percent thought she was shit, tripping, bro. You, I, Sex trafficking ain't no fucking joke. I'm no sure in California joke. you could be Especially, gone in Mexico yeah. like that, mm-hmm. or out on it's some not, boat. Yeah, it's not I'm, that far. It's a ruthless fucking that that is a ruthless organization, a crime organization. Is human trafficking? Who the fuck thought that that was morally okay? I want to know yeah. the motherfucker that that created trafficking, human trafficking. I'm not talking anything else. Said. This is gonna be this is gonna be a great idea. Yeah, let's just kidnap people. I'm fine with this. I can sleep at night. There's no way. There's no fucking way. No fucking way. And I'm down with all kinds of shit, but that ain't fucking one of them. That's insane, bro. I'm glad you actually told me that. Yeah, I was I was definitely 
Now your girl, I mean, she's she's your fiance. She's somewhat of a rider, though. I'm assuming yeah. she ain't gonna go down without a fight. Yeah, obviously. She'd have let a little Asian lady have it, huh? For sure. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted you know, I yeah. wanted to let her know, like if it was gonna know come, what's up. we was gonna probably jump your ass. <laughs> You're going to see what Lorraine's really about. For real. That's on God, baby. From, from West to L.A. <laughs> that brings up my next question. And this, I feel like, is is different for anyone that is a true Lorraine native. But um, I guess every generation has their own outlook. What does the city of Lorraine mean to you? Uh, It kind of doesn't mean a lot to me, you know. But it also does mean a lot to me because it was where I was, you know, born and raised. But at the same time, like, there's just so much more. Like, you got to have a bigger mindset than where you're from because it's a small town. Yeah, you know, box and it's so thinking. it's so easy to just get caught up in that city and then you're stuck in it. Fact, you know, absolutely. So you got to always think about the bigger picture. At the uh, end of the day, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say in the last few years, I've watched Lorraine kind of make some. I guess somewhat of a turnaround. I guess. Um, at first look, it looks a lot nicer than it ever has in my yeah. lifetime, in our yeah. lifetime. But is it is it what our our parents and our grandparents remember? Probably not, you know? Yeah, I think they know a time far before we ever did. Realistically, it always is going to be different to anyone else. And I like that you said there is so much more. Because before we went on, it's like you, you saying you went out to California. It's like... It shows you there's so much other there's so many other aspects to life. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I think a lot of people our age uh, grow up in a city, live in that city forever, or they fuck around doing some dumb shit with the people in their city, and then they go to prison or they they're gone forever. You know, yep. they, they they lose their lives. And you're you know we have a lot of mutual friends to the point where we've lost a lot of fucking people. Um, and whether it be by the law, whether it be by death, um, I don't, what's your input on that? You know, I feel like I've lost like 40 fucking friends. Like I've been to war. It feels like I've been to war at this point. Yeah, it definitely sucks, you know, but like, luckily I have kids, you know, so like, I gotta, I gotta keep pushing, you know, I gotta, I gotta. I got to make sure there's a tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. for my kids, you know, because yeah. I don't want them to grow up like how I did, obviously, you know, absolutely and losing friends and shit like that or like, you know, just from struggling. But right. Right. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, once you once you have kids, it changes your entire perspective on what the, the values of life, you know, mm-hmm. material things are still sweet. And by all means, I still love all the material shit. But there's like, you want to invest things in your children that were never invested into you. Like you had to either learn these lessons the hard way, you know, or not learn them at all. Yeah. No guidance. You want to have them get that experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're cool with it, touch on, touch on your, you you know, your childhood and, and, and what it was like. I mean, you've always been on the West side, haven't you? For the, for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like most of my childhood, I was like. From, like, the age to, like, 11, I was bouncing back and forth from Lorraine to Elyria type situation. Right, but still in Lorraine County, still yeah. in the area. Yeah, so we I grew up in a um, single mom home at first. It was me and my sister. Uh, we have the same mother and father. Okay. We were 
alone to probably about the age of five or six. And then my mother met my stepfather that I consider, I call my father. Okay. Because my, you know, my father was, my real father was never really in the, you know, the picture. So right, right. He was the only father figure I had at the time. And I liked that. Until I was like, probably like 12 when they got divorced. Okay. So after that, grew up on the west side, basically, in my grandma's home. If not my grandma's home, my friend's house. Right. Their couch, you know, situation. Absolutely. Homeless sometimes, you know. Gotta thug it out in a truck or a park, you know. Shit like that, but. That shit will fucking, honestly, in the moment it sucks. Especially as a kid, that shit fucking sucks. Yeah. The, uh. The the lessons I've ter- I've taken from those situations in my life uh, speak volumes of I think who I am today, mm-hmm. and you can see it in a motherfucker. You know, you can see someone who has risen past that. You know, um, so you stayed, so you spent some time with your grandma. Yeah, majority of um, my childhood. Yeah, after my mom, you know, my dad and them broke up. Or when they were together, actually, I was with my grandma. Mm-hmm. She was a big, you know, big impact on my life up until she died. And you said that, yeah. So, majority, you know, my childhood good memories were with her, you know, at her house, helping her any type of way, you know, I could. I was right. a good, you know, a good little kid. And you, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the bond that you get with your grand, with your grandparents, your grandma, I mean... Dude, I I think about I mean I, I think about my Gigi every day, bro. Like that's some shit that mm-hmm. you could be the most cold gangster motherfucker in the world. Always got to have love for your grandma, and there's yep. the 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 things they will do for you, the unconditional love they will always do show right or you. Wrong. Do right or wrong, and that's facts, bro. Do right that or wrong, facts. So if you guys are listening to this, tell your grandmas you love them. Don't. Yeah. No matter what the situation is, text your grandma, pick up the phone, text your grandma, tell her you love her. Because you might not have the opportunity. You never know. Nope. Um, so, you growing up, you said you start bouncing around and shit. Now, at this point, you, you, you staying, you, I mean, you still staying up on everything you got to do. I mean, you're still a kid. There's not a whole lot of responsibility. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to school. I want to... I, uh, probably up until, I want to say, 10th grade year was when, like, I really, like, stopped, like, going to school and shit like that. It was, like, when I, like, really, like, had it, like, I had to choose for myself at that time because there wasn't a lot going for me at home. There wasn't really a home, you know? It was just... And you still gotta feed yourself. You gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta keep clothes on your back. Yeah. You gotta. So I got, I got, I got a job early. Right. You know, age of like fifteen status. So working nine in the morning till six. You know. Fuck, bro. So I had a. You don't have a choice. I didn't have a choice early, so I dropped out. So what's a day to day life at that point for you? Day to day life was basically waking up at eight thirty. You know, nine, being at work at ten smoking all day driving around delivering appliances you know right so we'd get off work probably like six o'clock you know figure out what we're gonna do get dressed probably go drink or something you know so i right. you know trying I, to move yeah some type of move at a, you know working 15, all day 16, working yeah. all day type situation you found some i mean at the at the time i feel i bet it feels like some grown man shit i mean it yeah, is definitely. i mean you working all fucking day yeah definitely 
I mean, that's insane to me. So, so moving on from there, I mean, you still got a lot of your childhood left, you know, you still got, you know, a, a good few years. Yeah. What really happened until you turned 18? I mean, have, did anything significant happen in your life at that time? Um, nothing really. Majority of it was like a lot of like partying and fighting and bad situations. Actually, it's nothing really good. Right, right. But and I, I mean, get that. Yeah. I mean, that also at the same time, I feel like if the West Side is known for anything, y'all threw hands. It was like fucking. Yeah. It was like you guys. <laughs> it's like you guys were from fucking Staten Island, New York. I mean, yeah. you guys are just known for your fists. Uh huh. No one ever wanted us to come over or any type of situation. Right. Right. And I mean, so for me, from the outside looking in, it was just you know. I, it's easier when you're on the outside looking in because you can dissect any situation, no matter wh- what you're applying that scenario to in life. Yeah. But it was just like, you know, at the end of the day, y'all, we're all still kids, you know. It, something obviously has to happen for uh, an altercation to incur. So someone's already hating that y'all showed up, whatever the situation is. Yeah. So I guess in some ways I always looked at it from a different perspective. I guess I looked at it from a pretty neutral ground. Because yeah. it was, why would I care? I mean, those are people that you're going to be friends with instead of trying to fight them for fucking exactly. whatever we were, dumb yeah. shit you're mad about. Yeah, we were cool people when you got to know us. And, you that's, know? and that's that, you know? I mean, you, shit, y'all welcomed me in uh, off rip. And it wasn't even like I was really from the West. You know, I mean, yeah. I was from the, I mean, I grew up on the West Side until I was probably like 10 years old. But I wasn't, from, you know, like that's yeah. not, that wasn't me. Yeah. So. By the time I, 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 you know, transferred to Amherst, we, it wasn't the same, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. y'all, y'all were good people at the end of the day, and, and you guys still are. So, I mean, that part, in fact, is definitely cool. Um, let me transfer this real quick. Boom. All right, cool. So, we're going to take a quick break, guys. We're going to be right back. All right, guys. We are back, and... Now, we are going to be talking about something that I guess I've wanted to bring up for a while, and that is going to be just interactions with suspect drug dealers. Now, that can be anything. That can just be your your common weed dealer all the way to, you know, some motherfucker that's selling X pills at a rave. Realistically, you're going to run into some characters over time, and being from Lorraine, I'm sure you have as well. Um, you know, one guy that in particular sticks out is, is uh, this fellow I work with. Now, over time, it was like a book. As you grow to knew this dude more, you would find out more shit, and it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, big, big black dude. I mean, I'm a big motherfucker. He was probably three of me. You know, he's probably like 600 pounds. He was God big, damn. big. And, uh, he was from uh, like Louisiana, so he had that you know Louisiana accent, and he was a funny motherfucker. But he would always come in like, "Hey, man!" And Florida, you know, back in the day, was known for being a pill mill. I mean, you just had dirty doctors writing prescriptions for everything. Yeah. So he would just come by like down the down the line and just like holler at the different cooks on whatever pills he knew they liked. Like, I got I got Zams. Mm. Hey, I got, you know, I got them hydrocodones. I got them Broxies. And he would just be like, fucking Harold, get your dumb ass out of here, man. We're trying to work. <laughs> well, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go see what's up with Harold. So he was always particular. He thought he had this giant operation going, which in reality he didn't. But whatever. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, so every time he'd be like, you got to come to the house, come alone, la da da. So we get in and he would be like, always like trying to fix you a drink. Like, let me like make you a drink. I said, bro, I'm about to be taking pills, bro. Like, I don't need to be mixing that. Like, stop. What you doing? Anyway, like, so I'd been there probably like five times to grab off, dude. And, and one day I'm at work and uh, a server girl comes up. She's like, what are you doing after work? You want to go out? I'm like, yeah, I got to stop at Harold's after work and I have to go alone. And she was just like, you know, she don't know nothing. She's like, what the fuck? She was like, so this is what threw me off. And she was like, wait, are you gay? And I go, why the fuck would I be gay? What are you talking about? And she's like, why are you going to his house alone? I go, and then at that point, it's like, she's questioning my sexuality. So now I'm like, hold on, hold on. Now, like, you got to tell her the truth, no matter how yeah. bad you want. So I'm like, shorter, I'm just going to cop some pills. He just don't like nobody being there. She's like, mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, why you gotta, why you gotta take it that far? Yeah. And she's just like, you don't know. And I'm like, no, what? She's like, Harold's a cross dresser. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, get the fuck out of town. She's <laughs> like, yeah, no, he is definitely a cross dresser. And I'm like, that don't make the motherfucker gay or make me gay. Yeah. You know, matter of fact. And I'm like, I'll tell you what, you show me proof, and I'll come out with you tonight, and I'll pay for everything. She goes, say no more. She goes up. She must have talked to, you know, someone that had some sort of proof. She comes back with a fucking literal digital photo album of this motherfucker <laughs> dressed as a girl. And can you, I mean, if you can imagine. Like a, 20 plus, 30 oh, plus. Dude, insane. It was insane. You can imagine a fucking older, tall, ginormous, 600 pound black dude dressed as a woman. It was the craziest thing I'd seen. <laughs> And then it's like, I'm literally looking at these pictures and looking at him, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah, here? Yeah, like literal, like literal fuck. So, dude, like I ended up getting paranoid, so I show, I still got to show up at his house. Yeah, you know, I got to feed the, feed the beast. Yeah. So I, I walk in, and dude, I'm like pacing back and forth. He's like, what's wrong with you, young buck? I said, Harold, I just got to ask you something. He goes, what? I go, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to start no, no drama, nothing, uh, you know, you know I'm not gay, right? And he goes, motherfucker, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know I'm not gay, though, right? And he was, I was like, is that why you had me come here alone? Be, you know? And so I let this chick get in my fucking head. I start saying all this wild shit to yeah. him. And he's looking at me. He gets real quiet. He stays pretty calm. And he just goes, don't worry, dog. You ain't my type. And I said, damn, get, damn, fucking heartbreak. So anyway, I get my shit. I get in the car. I looked at Shorty. I said, don't ever. Don't ever, again, <laughs> accuse me of being gay. And I said, and even if I was, apparently I'm not all that fucking desirable. You know, but it's just like fucking goofy shit. It's just like things you'd rather not know about your drug dealers. Yeah. It's just the goofy fucking shit in life, you know? Yeah. You, uh, just by growing up in the city, I'm sure you fucking know some characters, do you not? Yeah. Actually, I know one in particular. I don't. Many people, well, I won't say many, but I say probably a select few people do know him or knew him. Mm -hmm. We'll say, ma'am, may he rest in peace. But he was called Macaulay. Okay. One one uh, one situation that was kind of like funny in in particular. Me and my buddy, we were uh, we were at another buddy's house, and I guess he just sold my buddy his playstation for 90 bucks and like Jesus quarters Christ. or something it was a ps3 back when like the ps3 was 
you know. $90 in all quarters? In all quarters. A sack of quarters, like a fat ass sack. Dude, you could hit a lick with a fucking what a sack, sack of full of quarters. You, $90 you a quarter. break somebody's chin. Hell yeah. <laughs> you could do some damage with some that. damage. But anyway, so this dude, Macaulay, shows up at our buddy's house that just, you know, bought the PlayStation. Right. And he's like, hey, I got weed, blase, blase. So we, you know, we grab some weed. Right. He's like, oh, I also got DMT. <laughs> My buddy being the person he is, you know. Yeah. Probably a curious, yeah, curious he, he, in the moment. Yeah. He, he's like, oh, DMT, what's DMT? He's like, oh, it's it, it'll have you tripping like acid. He's like, all right, I'll grab some. He ends up grabbing four grams of oh DMT. Oh my god! What the fuck? Yes, and a half of a half of weed for ninety. Oh well, hey, I guess I would have too. Fuck. Yeah. So, anyways, he tells him in order to do the DMT, you have to put it in, you know, toilet paper. You got to parachute it and swallow it. So he he oh, straight shit. he straight does the DMT there. You know, we blow the half a weed there, and then we we go back home. Right. We're at the house, and I go to sleep. The next morning, this motherfucker is in the park sending me pictures of drawings like he drew on Snapchat. Oh, no. The entire night, this motherfucker was just exploring drawing people in the dark the entire time saying he was seeing like little midget people running around him so he couldn't stay at the house no more so he had to leave my dude was in psychosis bro he was losing his fucking marbles was, was turned was fucking turn. peeled peeled so anyways oh my god like some guy, cr- trippy drawings some yeah, crazy shit yeah some crazy trippy shit so anyways this guy Macaulay you know we end up you know, interacting with him a couple more times. Right. You know, this one in particular moment, my buddy owed him like probably like 25 bucks. Something like. Yeah. And he kept bugging him, bugging him straight. We're at work. And he told him like, Hey, I'm at work. I'll get with you after work. Please don't come here. Don't call me no more. Oh shit. I thought that was a goddamn Panther. It was a small cat. Now who's tripping on DMT? Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Anyways, he's like, hey, so I'm at work. I'll get with you after. Don't, you know, don't call me no more. Do not come here, blase, blase. Respectfully so. I would have said the same shit. Anyway, anyways, this guy Macaulay shows up there. He gets all pissed, so he he gets all ready to fight him, and he, he drops his stuff and everything, and he runs over, and he starts fighting him, and he breaks his hand after hitting him the first time. And Israel the guy, your shit. yeah, and the guy, the the guy Macaulay's at least like two times bigger than him at this at the time. You said he's like well over six foot. Yeah, well, he was like six four, two hundred and forty pounds. That's type a beast guy. right there, dog. Yeah. So I see him break his hand, and at this time, Macaulay like starts getting like the the advantage on him. So me being the guy, I am I? I have to go be Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> So I run in and I just straight, I just straight full speed run in, Superman punch him and just fold him instantly. First punch, just fold him. 
put after his I, big look, ass down. After I put him down, he had a pack of shells and like $3 in his pockets. Ran that shit. Of course. All you of, ran- no, 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 no. All of it went <laughs> flying out of his pockets as oh, I hit him. God. And the fucked up situation is, is that his ride that brought him there the entire time, he was trying to call for him as he was on the floor after I knocked him out. <laughs> he and said, got this to will wake him up. Him. Yes, and got to punching him. He's yelling for his ride, and his ride's just looking. And like, his ride I ain't getting involved never, yeah, never gets out. So finally, you know, we, you know, I stopped hitting him and shit, and I grab his shells and shit, and you know, he's my buddy's yelling at him like, "I told you not to come here. Let's see what happens now." Buzzay, buzzay. So he finally, you know, gets back in the car, and I was just imagining, like, as soon as he got in the car, he was probably like, "Motherfucker, why'd you just, <laughs> you why'd you me just my ass sit whooped. there and watch that little motherfucker beat my ass?" Bro, I'm gonna put myself in the driver's situation. If I'd have seen your ass. Hit a dude that big and watch his shit fly out his pockets. I ain't getting out the car. I've been like, fuck him. That shit's on him. Look, so so anyways, the next night he ends up texting the buddy like, oh, you owe me over $4,500 in hospital bills. Oh, you broke my, my chin. I got to eat through a straw. He's like, well, guess what? Was that, was the, was the 25, 30 bucks worth it? Right. Now who's the fucking idiot? Yeah, now you owe me forty five. My dude was probably trying to collect payments. He's yeah. fried for that. Yeah, but now you know, may you rest in peace. He passed. You know, probably like half a year after that. Damn, but, and that sucks. You know, yeah, it's, it sucks. But you know, I'm gonna put into question what the fuck he actually sold your buddy because yeah, he was tripping balls. I'm gonna say he that that balls. doesn't that doesn't necessarily sound like DMT. I think my dude might have. Might have pulled a fast one there. Yeah. That's I've, insane. I've never done DMT. Probably will never try DMT, but my buddy definitely wanted DMT that night. <laughs> he and, wanted four grams of it. Yeah, he said, but let's do it. I don't think he actually got DMT. <laughs> my so God, he might, dude. He might have... He might have got some experimental shit. I think my dude did some Breaking Bad, if you know what I'm talking about. That's all God, (laughs) baby. Definitely definitely probably wasn't me. I'm fucking around. I'm just messing with you. Definitely some experimental drugs you could probably buy on fucking the Silk Road, though. For real. Fucking Wish. Jesus. Yeah, right. Wish drugs. (laughs) God damn. That's funny as fuck. So let me ask you something, because I guess every kid from Amherst always wants to know the way they're perceived from the surrounding cities. And a lot of it I want to say, who the fuck is this? A lot of it I want to say is, I guess, a stereotypical uh, put them in a box. What do you think about Amherst in general? It doesn't even have to be Amherst kids. What do you think about Amherst in general? Uh, Amherst in general, how I perceive it is like, uh, I, I I think like there's it's I think it's too like stuck up sometimes you know certain areas are like too stuck up some people think they're too better than you know yeah they're better than most but like majority like there's there's select people you know that are actually humble people you know right but majority of Amherst people as I see them they're just stuck up people that think they're better you snobby know? preppy yeah, snobby yeah. shit like that shit like that I and mean honestly I get it we I mean f- growing up going to school in Amherst I should say yeah. um that's what I heard most of my life I guess um it's always it's always interesting to see though you know, just the different experiences. Um, one thing for sure, though, is just like, I guess, growing up in Amherst and watching the opiate epidemic just run through that fucking city like a train. Yeah. 
it was it was eye-opening because you know it, it forced a lot of these kids to get put in situations that i don't think they ever would have had to face you know uh-huh. so it's like in a way they might have talked down on on all these people in all these cities as if they were better than and then it's like fast forward five years you're in those cities trying to fucking grab what you just trying to shit. get whatever you can to get yeah. by uh-huh. it's uh it's I, I think it's karma's sixth sense of humor sometimes yeah. you know yeah. um and i mean honestly i could say it because i you know that is me that is that was my life yeah. um so i always i always like to pick your mind pick just pick anyone's mind on that type of shit um so you you did briefly talk about um, before we went on the air about potentially doing some uh, some ancestor shit. Yeah. Now, what? Um, hold on. Okay. What do you think? You would do if you found out that your you had some fucking royalty in your blood. You going back to the homeland and fucking collect, resting on the yeah, resting on the collect, fucking throne? Yeah, Probably. To be hundred percent, I would. I think I'd get the fuck out. I bro. would. I'd take my entire family and just go back to the homeland and collect. Kick it. Collect and kick it, you know? Now what if it's some remote shit? What if it's like, like a remote island? What if it's some remote shit where like they don't have fucking internet? Like maybe if you're royalty, y'all have some yeah, some we got electric, money. yeah, but, right. Solar but the rest of this shit is just it just in slums. Would yeah. you would you be cool with it? Just living there? Mm, so so wait wait wait. Let me see. So, so you have everything I, that you're uh, used I have, to. I have nice shit. You got a nice nice spot. Everywhere around me is just slums. The 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 island itself is just fucking terrible. But I have all nice shit. You got all your shit. Is there other people? Huh? Is there other people? I mean, you could you your whole family. You take everyone. You and take I'm all saying, your people. I'm saying, is there any other people, or is it just me and my family? It's you and the the, the heirs to the throne and shit. Like so, okay. like all your your distant relatives are gonna be there. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'd be cool with it. And you get to kick it. And yeah, of, I'd be cool with it. I was watching the new uh, the new coming into America just came out on Hulu, and I was watching that shit, and I'm like, bro, if I was in that situation. Is it something I would do? And I'm like, probably. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm if I'm living in this fucking G'd up fucking pad and everyone around me don't have shit, I feel like I got a target on my back now. But it's, I mean, it's the same way fucking yeah. living in fucking any scenario yeah. where you're the man popping your shit. You're the one making money, making moves. Yeah. People are naturally haters, thieves. Mm. People want to take what they fucking yeah. see you have. Mm-hmm. So I guess at the end of the day, it's it's that that tribal primal instinct in all of us. I don't think it leaves. I just think on a remote place like that, it's uh, a little more obvious, you know. Yeah. I always, I, I guess, you're you're the first person I've had on this show in a in a minute, dude. I mean, yeah. we've been ghosts, so that was always something. I I, I guess everyone's answer is always going to be different. Mm-hmm. But if I get to a fucking, if I get to a royal pad like that, I guess the first thing I'm doing is if it's like, well, obviously I don't have no African in me. But if I was like on some African shit and they're all wearing the gold, I do all gold teeth, some giant fucking Cuban links, maybe even, 
maybe even some gold in the face. I don't know yet. Like like little Uzi. Yeah, like, oh shit! Like that, that shit. Look, what do you think about that? You think that shit's hard? Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's it's raw in its own way. It's raw in its own way. I I know for a fact I twenty four million though. That's insane. Yeah, that's just stupid in one, money. In one piece of one stupid piece of jewelry. Money. You know how much he could have done with that twenty four million instead Dude. of that one piece of jewelry. Fact. That's permanently in there, and there's no yeah. way homeboy's gonna keep that. Yeah. If it, if he gets, I, I don't think there's any way he can die if he gets taken out the wrong way. I seen that. I seen that shit, bro. And I yeah. think that's insane to me. Yeah. Um. You been fucking with anyone on uh, speaking of rap? You been fucking with anyone on the come up lately? Uh, let me. See. I've been fucking with Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty, that's my he's, dog. He's on the come up, Big Thirty, you know, uh, Big Scar. I think uh, I see. think Pooh Shiesty gonna get up in his lane where he's gonna definitely he's gonna be up there with. I mean, he already is, but if he keeps making bangers, he'll he's gonna be up there with Lil Baby. Yeah. Money bag, all them. I mean, them dudes really, really establish themselves. Yeah. I always like to see where music goes. I think every year, you know, honestly, most of the time I used to base it off like the freshman covers and shit. I would, mm-hmm. if I wasn't hip to them before they came out, I would wait and see who they put on. But nowadays, I feel like people are just sprouting up so fucking fast. Hell yeah, a lot of a lot of Detroit rappers that are sprouting up. I fuck with Detroit. Up fast Facts. Too. Facts. And honestly, I've been fucking with Sada for the last, I don't know, four years. Hell yeah. But no one gives him the respect he deserves. I mean, do you fuck with Sada? I you fuck with Sada too. See, that's that's how I am. I mean, when I the first time I heard Free 80s, I said, oh my God. I think I've let that song play on repeat for a full 24 hours. Yeah. I drove around with that song on Mm-mm. for 24 hours Hell straight. Yeah. Did not turn it off. Hell yeah. I mean, it's just kind of cool to see what would happen. Um, and I also always wonder, you know, what's going to happen in Lorraine if there's any big come ups. And I know we've seen, we, I mean, there is, there's plenty of talent in Lorraine. Yeah. I want to see Lorraine get put on the map for real. Yeah. There's definitely some people that can actually like, if they put a hundred percent, you know, into this, right. They could actually go somewhere, you know, but there's a select few. There, not, and it's not for everyone, you know. Hell no. And honestly, I don't even think that that lifestyle is as easy as some people might think it is. From the outside looking in, I'm sure I bet, yeah, it sounds nice. But like you said, you got to give up everything mm-hmm. to commit. Yeah. I mean, you're there's talking actually, days. There's actually, look, actually talking about this, a Sada verse comes up to my head. And he said something like, if you're doing this shit, wait, he said some shit like, if you... If you're not doing this shit like a hobby, then you're weird. Right. You know? And that's facts, And he though. said, like, he gives he gave his all to this shit, and he said, look what he got out of it. He's popping. Popping. Hella money. Uh-huh. Mad success. Yeah. And people know who the fuck he is. Yeah. That's coast to coast. He might not be a fucking A-list celebrity, but people know who he is. Yeah. And his, honestly, I think that's the coolest thing about music, art in general. Is you can make something that'll last a life till the end of time. You know, like we, even this, we create this, and four generations from now, our families could. I mean, obviously they can they can recover this and look at it, listen to it, find out shit that they might never have known. Paintings, music. It's insane to me that you know that's like the one timeless staple that people can leave. And I don't think enough people, I guess, 
embrace their their artistic sides whatever that may be yeah. it could be anything it could be fashion photography drawing figure something out yeah. so that even if it is just a hobby do that shit yep. leave your staple on the world mm-hmm. make some type of impact absolutely i think a lot of it is just like we talked about at the beginning of the show people get stuck in this box this box style life of thinking you know they're mm-hmm. they're in a box and that's all they know Mm-hmm. So to them, having hobbies takes away from, you know, their nine to five or whatever the fuck they got going. It's it's yeah. you, you got so much opportunity. That's that fucking cat, dude. That thing's yeah. fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a fucking panting little bastard. <laughs> um, damn, we've been running. We've been running on this on this show. Yeah, we're moving. We are. We are. So we're at about 40 minutes right now. We're going to take a break and we will be right back, guys. All right, so I got a specific question, and I tend to do this segment every once in a while. It depends on, on who I have on the show, um, where I'll do a fuck, marry, and kill on something very in particular, you mm-hmm. know. So in this situation, we're going to do a fuck, marry, and kill gun edition. All right. Because if anyone has gun swagger, it's going to be you. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen you take something so simple and make it exotic and fucking beautiful. It, it honestly, it's a it's an art form. So, yeah. um, you're gonna you're gonna list these off and give me reasons why. So, a fuck Mary kill handgun edition. You're gonna do a Glock, and this is just overall Glock, mm-hmm. Sig Sauer, Smith and Wesson. All right, I'm not making it easy for you either. Yeah. So Mary would probably be Glock. Old faithful. Fuck would be Sig Sauer. Sexy. And then Kill would probably be Smith Weston. Fair enough. Honestly, that's my lineup. Yeah. So I guess we don't have much to fucking argue our sides on. Here's the thing. Sig Sauer, you can look at it. You can pull it from right from the fucking showcase and be pleased with what you get mm-hmm. not really have to do a whole lot i mean yep. it's a sexy fucking look it's all mm-hmm. it, it always is going to be uh glock just i mean for reliability yeah. um, i call it old faithful for a reason i mean it, yep. it truly is it's a reason it is used um by law enforcement, law, law enforcement. Yeah. i mean that's that's a nation worldwide thing yeah. you know and smith and wesson i'm not gonna knock it but when you're when you're going up against big names you yeah. got you got to pick and i guess yeah. it's everyone's preference i know some people are going to be like what the fuck smith? and then yeah. they're going to get specific because it's american and right. australian you know? <laughs> we're not yeah. talking about a specific gun we're just talking about in general who yeah. we're picking so i'm with you on that now now answer me this your dream gun, your dream design, it can be anything. It can be, uh, you know, a rifle. It could be whatever you want. What is your dream gun, and what are you doing to that gun? Can it be two guns or just one? You could do two. I'm fine with that. All right. Like you double-wielding them, or are you just going to have one tucked, one carry? It'll be a rifle and a handgun. Run it. 2011. Just basic 2011. I'm probably gonna throw an RMR, uh, extended, uh, extended, uh, you know, like base plate, right? So, so like plus three extension type situation, flared magwell, um, some aggressive stippling, some slide cutouts, 
you know, a laser, maybe, Jesus. maybe, maybe a flashlight, some light, some, you know, some, some, some light. Yeah. A little compensator. And then let me see. Rifle probably go for an M4, M4A1, some military shit. Word. You know? Deck that out with a couple of uh, foregrips. Well, one foregrip and then always put a, uh, probably make like a side, uh, you know, like how they have the side mounts too on them. On the M4s. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. I probably side mount a uh, um, aim stabilizer, you know what I mean? Yep. And then probably a laser on the other side. With I'm the, fucking with that. With the, with the hollow on top. I'm fucking with that build. Maybe suppressed. Yeah. I'm always big on the rifle having a long, long range hollow, and then on the side doing a close range. Yep, I always thought that shit was tough. What I was showing you on that Keltec, the hollow that I have on there now is technically a close range, but with the shotgun, I mean it don't fucking matter. So you yeah. can put it on top. I'm not yep. gonna, you know, have one long. It wouldn't make no sense. But we had that on the AR on the side and that shit mm-hmm. looked tough bro yeah. i mean it's a fucking it's a crazy ass look when you get down to it but i like that i definitely i definitely could get behind that mm-hmm. is that in the plan someday you gonna make that you gonna make that happen yeah surely <laughs> that's surely. happening soon huh yeah. <laughs> let's get it let's get it i definitely like that you know what here's the thing though there's a i mean i don't know how much you've been um keeping up on it but a lot of people are starting to say that they might be coming to take our guns here soon you think that's actually gonna come come to be a a real scenario or do you think that's just talk just how the gun game has always been yeah they've always talked about coming and taking the guns since you know ever since it was long before we were fucking here yeah so, and once they do that, they're they're basically breaking the the constitution. So, I, yeah, I I don't think they will, but there's a slight chance that they will. At the same time, you know, it just doesn't. The, the thing that doesn't make sense to me is you're gonna take guns, but the people you don't want to have guns are still gonna get guns anyway. Yeah, I mean, we got to be realistic about yeah. the situation. Any gun that you could buy on the street, I'm talking illegal, an illegal gun. It doesn't have a record. It's yeah. definitely not getting traced back to the original owner, yeah. or the original owners can't tell you where it is today. Exactly, ninety percent of the time. So, it just it it's a thoughtless idea. I don't know who the fuck thought. Yeah, that's a good idea. But the point of having weapons is to protect yourself, mm-hmm. your you know your family, yeah. and your things. So, to me, it doesn't make any sense. The, you know, the reality is is. I don't think this this gun debate's ever going away. Um, that's a fucking that's a rabbit trying to break out. Um, I don't think it's ever going away, but I guess we will see. I know Ohio just passed, so now it's a stand your ground, which I yeah. I never really understand what the fuck any of it means. So so basically, it means like before they passed it, like you, the only way you were able to use your weapon. Was if there was no possible situation of you escaping the situation without using your weapon. Okay. So, like, if you were able to avoid the conflict and able to, you know, position yourself somewhere away from, you know, without Whatever using Whatever is it, putting you in danger. Yeah, then you, you know, then you can't then fire you your can. weapon. You're, yeah, you can. If there's anything preventing you, then you can. Now, see, now since they pass it, basically, if you're threatened and you feel like you your know, life is in danger in any way, in any way, you can you can fire your weapon and eliminate eliminate the threat. 
I'm not 100% I'm, about... I think that's what about, that is, yeah, though. about killing them, but I know you can shoot somebody from the waist down and be okay. Okay, so you so the so the goal of the stand your ground is not to not to eliminate the threat, but, but to, to demobilize. Correct, them. correct, and that that's actually the perfect word. Um, so that, I guess that makes sense in some ways. Though it's like if someone's coming after me with intent to kill, I either really piss them off, yeah, and probably don't want them alive. It's like yeah. I don't know if I'm taking all that all that risk. But, I mean, whatever. I know as far as the home goes, when I bought my first ever gun, they, as soon as they gave it to me, they said, uh, you know, you can keep this in your home. You can keep it out in your home. You know, they told Mm. me what to do when you're driving with it and things like that. And the last bit of advice he left me with is he said, in the event that you need to, you know, you need to use this weapon inside your home, the, the most important thing I can tell you, if the if the person is not inside and you discharge, you better grab him by the shirt, fire that thing and pull him back through the, mm. through the, at least the front door. And yeah. I'm like, damn, like you can have someone wilding out in your front yard. And you mean to tell me you can't just go out there and blam on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even the type that I'm looking for a, a, a problem. You know, yeah. I just, I like guns. I like firing them. I like, I like the beauty of them, but in the event that you need to, you got to fucking do this and that. Yeah, a whole bunch of extra. The shit. person trying to hurt you ain't thinking about that. Yeah. they don't obviously yeah, give they a don't fuck. Care. It's just insane to me, and I guess yeah. it's always gonna, I guess, baffle me in some ways. Um, that it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've definitely after after um, the the Keltec, I think I'm I'm a little bit more interested in. I mean, I've always liked shotguns, but I'm now I'm starting to kind of get interested in like long range rifles. Like, I don't want a 50 cal, but I want something I can fuck around with. You go yeah. to a range and yeah. dial in yeah. on some Chris Kyle type shit. Like you a know, so, yeah, there's something where I can. I, I don't know. I was like, never in my life it's will big, I need but to not be too big. Yeah, yeah, and I never will I need to be in a sniper scenario yeah. ever. But I think it's a good skill to have. I think that's like the biggest flex you can have. Yeah. Um, we're pushing right here around 50 minutes. Um, starting to get blown up on the phone. I know you got plans. Um, you got anything else you want to add, brother? Uh, not much besides stay up, man, I guess. Stay up. Always, yeah. always. Anyone you want to shout out? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to, I want to say my brothers, Danny and Willie, my cousin, Chris, my sister, you know, my grandmother, my stepdad, my dad, you know. Absolutely. You already know. That's facts. That's facts. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. Well, I appreciate you being on. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in to the Mind If I Crash podcast. We're going to start dropping weekly content and some new things to come this season. So we'll catch you guys very soon. And let me know what you guys want to hear in the meantime.